you are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello, and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It is Wednesday, September 19th. That means we are two days away from Penn State's weird Friday night game at Illinois coming up on the 21st night of September. Later this week, we will continue to get you ready for that game in today's show. We will have our new big question of the week. That's one of our weekly installments here on Locked On Nittany Lions. That'll be in the first part of our show. We'll also have a couple Penn State trivia questions. I guess there's one Penn State trivia question and one Illinois trivia question, but both are are somewhat interesting. I think are good good bits to know going into this game. And uh, we'll also be joined today by Steve Petrella. He is the college football editor at the Action Network which covers uh, sports gambling and betting. So we're going to get his take on uh, Penn State's line against Illinois. is about 28 or 28 and a half, depending where you get it right about now. Uh, and also we'll get, get uh, his read on some updated Big Ten championship odds after it's been a lousy start <laughs> to the year for the Big Ten, to say the least. But Penn State is still 3-0 and in good standing there. Uh, Penn State starts its Big Ten schedule this week at Illinois on the road, and that kind of leads us into our big question of the week, the BQ of the W, as as many people are calling it. That's just me calling it that, really. But if you'd like to call it that, you should. Uh, the BQ of the W this week is, can Penn State go undefeated on the road in 2018? They're off to a great start. They're 1-0. Uh, Penn State plays five road games this year, four of them in conference, obviously, starting with this Illinois game, which should be also should be a win. I mean, it would be very surprising if Penn State is not 4-0 overall and 2-0 on the road by the time we all wake up on Saturday morning. But road games have been a little bit of a struggle in the James Franklin era, much more so early in his tenure. But it's still something that, that's kind of there. Penn State's losses have, in the last two years have all been on the road or in neutral site games. So it's a big question for Penn State this year. Can they get all five of those road wins? Four of them, Penn State's going to be heavily favored. And then the big one, obviously, is at the big house against Michigan on November 3rd. Uh, we'll dive into that in a minute, but just a little bit of background. Penn State's 39-17 and 17 under James Franklin. 10 of those losses, nearly 60% of those losses, are in road games. Penn State is 9-10 on the road under James Franklin. And now, that sounds really bad, but Penn State has been much better recently. Penn State is 7-2 in its last nine road games, including that 1-0 start this year against Pitt. So that win, I thought this was interesting looking it up, that win against Pitt this year was the first time Penn State has run won a road game in the non-conference schedule under James Franklin. It's kind of surprising. I mean, not they've only played two other road games, true road games in that time, losing at Temple in 2015 and then at Pitt in 2016. But those are games you'd normally expect Penn State to win. So they finally got that under their belt. Uh, 
And that, I mean, the pit the pit game could be Penn State's second toughest road game, all things considered, this season. You look at the rest of the schedule, it is... Michigan is obviously going to be tough on November 3rd. But other than that, after the Illinois game this week, they don't go on the road again until October 20th uh, when they play at Indiana. Indiana's 3-0, and but Penn State's going to be probably a multi-touchdown favorite in that game unless things go very south in the next few weeks. Uh, and then they play at Michigan on November 3rd, and their last road game of the year is at Rutgers, a place where <laughs> it doesn't really matter this road game. You're still playing Rutgers. Penn State is going to win that game by, by 30 or 40 points probably. But So this is the easiest road schedule that Penn State has had under Franklin. You look back on it, they did go 2-6 and six in his first two seasons on the road, including an 0-4 stretch in 2015. Those were some. They had some bad losses in there, including a loss to Illinois in 2014 on the road, and then that Temple loss in 2015. Those are probably two of the worst ones in there. But it's been a little bit tough. And last week in the big question of the week, we talked about Penn State's home winning streak. Now at 16 games, it's they play all their hard games at home this season, uh, except for the Michigan game. Really, I mean, all the all the marquee opponents that are coming in into Beaver Stadium this year are going to be tough games, but Penn State gets the luxury of playing Ohio State and Wisconsin and Michigan State and Iowa at home. And that, I mean, if this team is going to win the Big Ten, if this team is going to make a push for the college football playoff, you have to like the way the schedule is set up in that regard. Because Penn State has been better on the road recently. Again, 7-2 and two in their last nine road games. Uh, and including a really tough win at Iowa last year, but where they were tripped up was was twice in two road games where they lose by one point at Ohio State in a game you just give away in the fourth quarter, and they lose at Michigan State in a weird game. Uh, there's a long delay because of the rain, but those are both games that, if they're at Beaver Stadium, hypothetically, Penn State might have won both of those games last year and might have been a college football te- playoff team because of it. So Penn State's road schedule is so much easier this year it's essentially, can they beat Michigan on November 3rd at the Big House against a team that is better than it was last year in Penn State, blew them out at Beaver Stadium, but still, I think Penn State can beat and, and matches up well against. I mean, Michigan will probably be favored in that game by a couple of points, but certainly a game Penn State can win. So can they do that? And can they also avoid slipping up in games like Friday at Illinois and next month at Indiana? They already took care of business at Pitt. I don't think Rutgers is going to be a problem. It's really a matter of if Penn State can win at Michigan and not slip up in these other games, you go 5-0 and on the road and maybe, I mean, maybe you drop the Ohio State game or the Wisconsin game at home or something, but you could still be looking at at, at least a 10 or an 11 win season if you take care of all of that business on the road. So it's certainly in play for, for Penn State to go 5-0 and on the road this year. Undoubtedly, I think it's going to be a pretty easy 2-0 and start. And those can be, those can be games that, that you could take for granted. And, but picking up Big Ten road wins is important, even if your road schedule is super easy. And it's not something that should be taken for granted, and it should be appreciated when it happens. I'm sure many Penn State fans have made trips to these games at Illinois in 2014, at Temple in 2015, at Northwestern in 2015. Michigan State and Ohio State last year and, and have gone to these games and left disappointed 
it's a much nicer trip home when you when you are winning. And I think Penn State has a legitimate chance to go five and zero on the road. It looks like they should at least go four and one on the road this year, and that might be the reason they are a Big Ten title. They they win the Big Ten East or they make the college football playoff is because the road schedule was easy, and that's how they took and they took care of business when they had to leave Happy Valley. So that's something to keep an eye on this weekend and in the future. Uh, let us know what you think. We'll get a poll going on how many road wins you think Penn State will end up with this season. Probably going to be four or five. Uh, with Michigan being the big question mark, but we'll get that poll going. Let us know what you think at Locked On Nittany on Twitter. We will also have our Penn State trivia questions up on our Twitter page, um, but we're going to give them to you now, and we'll have the answers for these later in the show, so make sure you stick around for that. We have two trivia questions this week. One of them is Penn State related. One is Illinois related. The Penn State one, who owns the longest rushing touchdown in Penn State history? Last week, Penn State had his longest passing touchdown ever with Sean Clifford going to Daniel George for 95 yards. But this question is, who owns the longest rushing touchdown for the Nittany Lions? I will say it is, in the in the scheme of, of Penn State's long football history, this has happened recently. So I think most fans might remember this. Uh, and now for the Illinois question is, when did Illinois win its last Big Ten game and who is it against? The answer, I think the latter portion of that answer is more surprising, Uh, but we will have the answers to both of those coming up later in the last segment of our show, so stick around for that. All right, so Steve Petrella from the Action Network is going to be joining us later on the show, but first a quick word from Locked On Nittany Lions sponsor, MyBookie. So people have been asking me for a lot of betting advice since I started this podcast, and honestly, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, I recommend that you put down some bets with my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with, and that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is super, super easy to use. And we have a special offer here with the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, if you use the promo code on college twenty five. That's O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E-2-5. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar on deposits up to $1,000. So that's a great deal to cash in on right now. Also, if you make if you place your deposit with MyBookie after 7 p.m. Eastern, they will give you an additional $25 of free play on deposits over $100. So my bookie is slammed with new bettors right now. So if you wait to after seven o'clock, you get 25 more dollars of free play if you make a deposit of at least $100. So use the promo code ONCOLLEGE25 when you're signing up with my bookie. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, we are joined now by Steve Petrella. He is the college football editor at the Action Network. Steve, how are things going? Good, man. Uh, gearing up for week four, trying to uh, put myself and everybody else in a good position to uh, make some money this weekend. Yes, yes. At week four, we can get it started early on, well, I think there is a Thursday game, but 
forget that Thursday game. Let's get it started early, as in 9 p.m. on Friday night when Penn State plays Illinois. Nittany Lions a big favorite in this, I think 28 or 28 and a half, depending where you get it. And over under, I think was somewhere around 59. What do you think about uh, about that line and Penn State's chances to cover on the road? Yeah, this is an interesting one because in the summer when it came out, uh, when some of the sports books release uh, games well into the season, um, so there, you know there's a Penn State Ohio State game up since May. Um, they opened at about what the price is at now, so uh, Penn State minus 28, and then actually took a lot of action on Illinois. Um, it was one of the biggest moves of the summer, uh, all the way down to <laughs> Illinois plus 24 or so. Um, I, I don't know the reason behind that move. I don't know if it was uh, buying into Illinois or fading Penn State or um, a little bit of both. But uh, People <laughs> saw Lovey Smith's weeks, beard. That had to be it. They did. They did. And they immediately jumped on it. The, uh, the sharpest of the sharp batters. <laughs> uh, um, so I don't know what the, the reason for that move was, but now it's, uh, it's sprung back because uh, I guess they haven't, haven't liked what they've seen from, uh, from Illinois <laughs> through three weeks. Uh, I don't blame them one bit. And you know, <laughs> Penn State's shown some warts, uh, hasn't been perfect, but I think more or less is, is taking care of business. So, um, so that lines back up to 28, which I, I think is, is probably a fair number. Um, it's a really sleepy spot for Penn State with Ohio State on deck. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, Illinois is, is just so bad, but situ- situationally, if you're just basing it on that, it's not a, a spot you'd expect Penn State to, um, you know, give its best effort. Um, you figure the offense won't want to show everything uh, if it doesn't have to. Um, so if they're up a couple scores, they may take their foot off the gas, um, although they certainly didn't against Kent State. Um, so not a, not a game I'm, I'm personally betting uh, on the side uh, with Ohio State on deck and, and, you know, a lot of Penn State's uh, focus probably on that. Yeah. And this is the first week for most teams, Big Ten teams that that get into conference play here. It's been a lousy non-conference season for the Big Ten as a whole with Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin all taking some early losses. Uh, Has that changed much of the the picture in terms of odds for the Big Ten or is it relatively the same with, with things still even in conference, the record still even in conference play? Yeah, it's, it's relatively the same. I mean, you know, you never want to, um, you never want to lose, of course, and at mm-hmm. a conference game, of course. Um, and that'll, depending on your performance, that'll that'll downgrade you some. But um, I think I've mentioned this before. You know, odds makers don't uh, adjust a team's power rating too too drastically based on one performance. Um, it's sort of an incremental thing, and it and it snowballs. And um, even that that Michigan State team two years ago that was uh, three and nine, um, you know, they were still favored in in a lot of their games in October. Um, and it wasn't really until the end of the season where we saw, you know, big, big adjustments. So um, if you're Wisconsin, yeah, your, your playoff chances are hurt a little bit because you can't slip up in conference play. But the same things that were true before the season uh, that they needed to do are, are still true now. They need to get to the win the West and, and beat uh, the Big Ten East winner to get to the playoff. That's still the case. So um, their conference title odds haven't moved too much and their national title odds haven't either. Um, there's just a little bit less margin for error. So. Um, I don't think there any of the contenders have looked, besides maybe Michigan State, um, none of the contenders in the Big Ten have looked so bad or so good that um, you can drastically adjust the, the conference odds based on uh, non-conference performance. Yeah, but they could uh, 
change a lot in the next two weeks with Iowa playing Wisconsin, Penn State playing Ohio State. So we should see some movement by early October. Yeah, that'll that'll uh, you know really shape the race in the the East and the West. Um, and once you start getting results that matter to the outcome of the bet, in this case, those wins and losses. Um, you know, if Ohio State wins, they have a huge like. Uh, if Ohio State yeah. wins that game, um, you're gonna. It's gonna be really hard for Penn State to uh, win the Big Ten East uh, just because mm-hmm. of the tiebreakers and uh, the fact that Ohio State would need to lose twice and Penn State would have to run the table. Um, so you'll if Penn State loses, you'll see their odds drop significantly. Um, if Wisconsin wins, uh, you'll see a pretty big upgrade for them because they now have a pretty big advantage over the the one team that's thought to um, seriously compete with them. So yeah, we'll get a much clearer picture of the conference race uh, in the coming mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, uh, speaking of Wisconsin, last week, one of the picks you liked was BYU to cover on the road. They obviously did that. And then some beating Wisconsin and Camp Randall. Uh, what are some games you like this week? Um, yeah, going uh, going back to the Big Ten this week. Uh, I like Maryland at home against Minnesota. Um, if you can get it inside a field goal, that line opens uh, Maryland minus one. Uh, it's, it's kind of floated, uh, you know, around around there since. Um, you got about every six of ten bets coming in on Minnesota. Uh, they're three and zero against the spread this year. I think you know people like uh, like what they've seen from them, just purely based on results. But the the box scores are a little less uh, a little less kind to the Gophers. Um, and then Maryland, uh, you've got more money coming in on them in this game, and that's you know some of that smarter, sharper money has driven this line up from minus one to around minus two and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if it closes around three. Um, I think Maryland uh, got a much more explosive offense. Um, obviously, losing to Temple last week was uh, was not good for, for them. But um, yeah, a lot more explosive on offense. Um, I think Matt Canada is uh, you know a better coach than DJ Durkin, or at least it, it appears that way through uh, three games. So they're not taking a hit without their coach. Um, and I'm just I'm not a huge believer in this uh, this Minnesota offense. Or um, I think DJ Fleck will right the ship and get them to a pretty consistent level eventually. But um, yeah, in this game at home, um, I'm taking Maryland at anything under a field goal. Yeah. Well, PJ flex, he's going to write, write the boat. So not the ship. So uh, yeah. make sure you get that right. Yeah. I, I'll, yeah. <laughs> next time I'm betting against him and he says, uh, he says he's going to write the ship. I will, I will be sure to correct him. <laughs> uh, speaking of a different big 10 East team, we were, kind of laughing at this before we, we started recording. Uh, Rutgers is a five point home underdog against Buffalo this week. Have you, yeah. have you, what was the last time you saw a line like that for a power five team or a big uh, 10 team? Maybe. Jeez. Yeah. Pa- I mean, there, there are some power five teams that get some, uh, it's about Kansas. You know, they were, uh, that game they lost to Nichols state to open the season. They were like a <laughs> six or seven point favorite. Um, <laughs> Last year, I think they played, I think it was South Dakota State, uh, whichever South Dakota team is the Jackrabbits. Uh, it was a, a pick <laughs> State. And, and uh, it was a pick And everybody, when, you know, when they beat Kansas, was like, wow, what an upset. Like, how could Kansas let this happen? It's like, how could Kansas let their program get to the point where they're, uh, a, you know, pick at home against South Dakota State is really the better, uh, is really the better yeah. question. Um, it's not an individual game thing. It's, you know, how are we this bad over, <laughs> over this long? Um, so it, it happens. I mean, you, you never, 
you never want to see it happen to a to a Big Ten team, especially one that um, seemed to be getting better. Like uh, they played Texas, they were they're actually a sixteen point favorite. Rutgers was in the first game against Texas State and uh, blew out uh, blew out Texas State. And you know things were looking up. The defense was good last year, and um, they've been really really bad the last two weeks. Of course, against Ohio State and then getting just walloped by Kansas. So. Um, I, I might, I might have to look into betting Rutgers, uh, but Buffalo's got a, a good quarterback. Um, he's got some potentially an NFL future, uh, and Tyree Jackson and, um, uh, a couple good receivers. So, um, I'll have to look into backing Rutgers as a five point home dog against, against Buffalo, yeah. but, um, nothing set in stone yet. Yeah. It's a little bulletin board material for Chris Ash, who, might need that win or he might might not be there for much longer we'll see that is very true all right steve petrella from the action network thank you as always for joining us here on locked on nittany lions good luck this weekend uh, we'll talk to you again soon sounds good man thanks for having me whenever i'm planning a big night out whether i'm going to the game or seeing my favorite band in concert vivid seats is my go-to place for tickets With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets of all the live events you want to go to. You can even sort by price or look for seats in the section or row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving Locked On listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play today and download the Vivid Seats app. Once you have the app, use the promo code Locked On and save $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. So download the app, enter the promo code Locked On, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and save $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Football season is back, and so is the chance to win big with FanDuel. You don't have to be a fantasy expert to win with FanDuel, and it's never been more fun or easier to play. This year, FanDuel has more ways to win than ever before with games like Gridiron Pick'em, Guru, and Beat the Score. Plus, New users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start playing. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, we're going to wrap up today's show with answers to those trivia questions from earlier. So Penn State's longest rushing touchdown in history is actually a record held by two running backs, and both of them have set the record in the last four years. Bill Belton did so in 2014 with a 92-yard rushing touchdown against Indiana. So Bill Belton set the record in 2014. It was tied uh, about three years later by, who else, Saquon Barkley in his final game as a Penn State Nittany Lion. Barkley ripped off a 92-yard touchdown against Washington. I had honestly forgot about this. Uh, I knew Belton had the record until I looked it up today, and and then, bam, there's Saquon Barkley also running for 92 yards in the Fiesta Bowl uh, last season. So I don't know if Saquon's going to have any 92-yard rushing touchdowns behind that Giants offensive line uh, as a rookie in the NFL, but 
it's always a good a good idea that if there's a trivia question about a Penn State rushing record to to say Saquon Barkley because there's a pretty good chance that he has it. All right, the Illinois one. Illinois' last Big Ten win came on November 5th, 2016. And it was against Michigan State. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, Illinois is on a 12-game losing streak in Big Ten play. Probably will be 13 uh, around midnight on Friday. 0-9 in the Big Ten last year for Illinois. 0-3 to finish up that 2016 season. So yeah, 12 losses in a row for Lovey Smith in the Big Ten. But they beat Michigan State that year at home. And uh, that just kind of shows how bad Michigan State was two years ago to lose that game. Uh, So Illinois probably will have a 13-game Big Ten losing streak after Friday night. But the good news is Illini uh, play Rutgers in their next game. They have a bye week at the end of September. They play Rutgers in New Jersey on October 6th. Maybe they could break the streak then. So that is this week's Penn State trivia, and this has been today's Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you, as always, for listening. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you could leave us a rating or review while you're at it, that is greatly appreciated as well. You can find Locked On Nittany Lions on Twitter, at Locked On Nittany, and you can also reach the show via email. That is LockedOnNittanyLions at gmail.com. We have two more shows this week to preview the Illinois game, including a game day show on Friday. I'll talk to you again soon.